Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Wednesday edition of the program. It is game day, the biggest game of the season for the Indiana Hoosiers tonight as North Carolina comes to town as part of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. It's going to be fun. Bloomington is going to be rocking. Assembly Hall is going to be awesome. Uh, And again, North Carolina at number one is probably even more crazy, but uh, everybody's ready for a big game, and everybody has had this game circled on their calendar since the schedule came out, really since this matchup was anticipated. And we now know that Trace Jackson Davis is officially good for the game tonight. We actually knew that yesterday. And we also now know that Armando Baycott of North Carolina is a go for the game tonight. So some great coaches, some great players, two teams that are expected to be in the mix in college basketball this season. Indiana needs this early signature win. It would do so much to help. Yes, I'm going to say this here at the very end of November. It would do so much to help their NCAA tournament resume, despite the fact that North Carolina has lost two on a two-game slide coming into this contest tonight. But it is a big one, and it's a 9-15 game, which means pregame coverage with Don Fisher, including his pregame chat with Coach Woodson, and a look at the health of this team and the starting lineup begins at 8-15 tonight here on the Big X. So I can't think of anything better than a big game with Assembly Hall rocking. If you can't be there, you turn it on TV and you get the uh, tunes, the sound of the legendary Don Fisher calling the game tonight. But it is going to be a big one. There is absolutely no question about that. And we have plenty to talk about here in this hour today. Welcome into the show. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is always open during this hour. The number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. You can always message in your thoughts, predictions uh, on the game tonight. And right now at Thornton's, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito in any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or a 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. All you got to do is download the app and register for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton. So make sure you take advantage of that. And to look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, we've got plenty of headlines today. A little bit about IU basketball, a little bit about IU football, including another key name 
from this last roster, this current season, I guess, season that just ended roster, headed to the transfer portal. And last night for a Tuesday was pretty busy here early in the season with local high school basketball. And so we'll cover some of the key results from the slate of games on Tuesday as well. We'll do all of that in segment number one. Later in the show, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star is with us. Dustin covers the Pacers, but today we'll talk primarily IU basketball, getting you all set for the big matchup with North Carolina coming up at 9.15 tonight, so stay with us for that. And then later in the show, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, he will be with us as we talk high school hoops and we talk some of the local things. A big weekend of basketball coming up. In fact, a couple games tonight, Jeff and Louisville Doss tonight for a Wednesday night game here in the area. So a big basketball week. Once again, we're into a wonderful, wonderful time of the year. No question about that. Let's take a look at uh, some headlines today. First and foremost, before we even talk IU basketball as far as the game tonight, uh, you want to talk about good vibes and uh, a good feel. Bob Knight, former IU coach, at practice on the eve of the biggest game of the season so far for the Hoosiers. Um, he uh, was the courtside sitting with a couple former players, a uh, couple that he coached. Uh, of course, also uh, Mr. Garl, the longtime trainer of the team, was by his side, it looked like, for a lot of the practice as well. But uh, Coach Knight, and as it looked like, I think, NYPD jacket and uh, his typical hat and uh, attire sitting courtside to take in a pre-North Carolina practice for the Hoosiers. So, Really special to see him back, obviously. I think a lot of us will never forget uh, the moment he stepped back at Assembly Hall with those defense, defense chants uh, at the Purdue game a few seasons ago. Of course, it was a bad day for the Hoosiers on the court, but uh, his uh, moment there, I think, is something that uh, IU fans over the years will never forget about. But neat to see him back, and I've said this before, based on his health, and all that could or could not be going on with him, we really don't have any particulars. You wonder, will we see him at a game again? Or is he just going to kind of stay occasionally around campus at a practice or, or whatever the case is? But he did meet with the team yesterday, or did speak to the team yesterday, I should say. And I'm sure that was interesting as well. Nathan Childress, who's a walk-on for Indiana, he said uh, he tweeted this out. He said, Coach Knight said at practice today, quote, you all didn't come here to play, you came here to win. That seems like a, a classic Bob Knight phrase. But I was looking at a, a story today on the Indianapolis Star website, and it's got a picture of Coach Knight uh, there in the corner in one of the red uh, IU chairs from the bench with his legs crossed, uh, looking forward at practice, I presume. And then there was a, a kind of a flashback picture to him in his coaching attire with his legs crossed, sitting uh, on the bench before a game, I assume, as well. Just kind of takes you back through the years of Bob Knight. A lot of memories there, and uh, obviously him back in uh, Assembly Hall, I'm sure, is neat for Coach Woodson especially. Can you imagine being a, a former great at a school like Mike Woodson was and going on to have such a great basketball career like he's had as a coach and a player and having your former coach still around to come back and visit practice and speak with your team on the eve before a big game Definitely some special feelings yesterday in Bloomington. I know Indiana fans hope that maybe that's uh, some good luck and uh, rubs off into 
the Wednesday night game coming up against North Carolina. So I thought we would start with that today. But Indiana and North Carolina tonight, uh, North Carolina preseason number one, able to maintain that ranking until they lost two games on Thanksgiving week. They are now uh, number 18 in the Associated Press poll after losses to Alabama that went four overtime and obviously uh, a loss to Iowa State before that Alabama game as well. But this is definitely a, a Tar Heel team that, uh, you know, obviously a year ago the runner-up and uh, had some huge wins and a great close to the season. And Armando Baycott, their key player there, one of the, the big front court stars for the Tar Heels. As I mentioned at the top of the show, he is confirmed to be playing tonight. There was some concern, I think, even by him himself about how ready he could be for this Indiana game uh, after that last loss to Alabama after four grueling overtimes. But uh, limping into the media room out in Portland, Oregon, he said he would do his best to be ready, and it does sound like that he is going to play tonight. Now, what that looks like as far as uh, his minutes or how good he can be for UNC tonight remains to be seen. That could come down to being a key in this ballgame to be quite honest with you, but uh, definitely uh, something to keep an eye on is his health, uh, how much playing time he gets, and uh, if he can be himself, because when he's himself, he's a really good player in college basketball. Looking at the betting line tonight, I've seen Indiana a four-and-a-half-point favorite uh, at a couple places. Five-and-a-half point, I think, is the biggest that I saw at Caesars and maybe another location as well, but Indiana right now somewhere a four and a half, five, five and a half point favorite in the game tonight. And I'll tell you, you know, Indiana with one good win already. We've not talked about NCAA resumes just yet. You hate to do that in November, but we'll definitely start doing that in December with some of the other big games that are ahead for this team. But, you know, the Xavier game was a big quad win for Indiana. I don't think there's any question about that. And a win over Indiana would be a second really big win in the month of November. I think you'd have to go back a little ways. I was thinking about this this morning. When's the last time Indiana, let's say they beat North Carolina tonight, when's the last time they could claim two really big victories like that, non-conference wins in the month of November? I mean, uh, last year they really didn't have any big non-conference games until things got into December. It was kind of a light schedule early. Things have sure changed this year for Indiana. There is no question about that. So big one ahead tonight for sure with IU basketball. We'll get to a ton of other basketball stuff coming up a little bit later in the program today. Also, IU football quarterback Connor Bazelak, after one season season coming in from Missouri, he announced yesterday that he plans to enter the transfer portal as a graduate transfer, meaning he would have one game left or one season left, I should say, to play college football. Bazelak started the first eight games of the 2022 season. He helped Indiana to three wins over those first eight games. He had two 300-yard performances in a couple comeback victories, which were Illinois and Western Kentucky. But after that, Indiana went 1-8 and eight the rest of the way and, of course, did not qualify for a bowl this season. Bazelak injured. He did not suit up for the Penn State game on November 5th. He did come back to reclaim the starting job the following week at Ohio State, and that's when Dexter Williams II made his official debut and uh, came in against that game and got some pretty meaningful playing time against Ohio State. So Connor Bazelak came in with a lot of excitement, uh, a lot of uh, rumblings from Missouri and in the SEC what he was able to do. 
and uh, unable really, I think, to take a step forward at Indiana. But his time as a Hoosier coming to an end, maybe a little earlier than expected, as again, he did announce yesterday he's going to enter the uh, transfer portal uh, as well. Big Ten ACC Challenge last night. Clemson, a winner over Penn State. It was a great game in double overtime. Maryland absolutely pounded Louisville, 79-54. It is amazing, this Louisville team. I saw some of that game last night, and I don't root against anybody locally. I want everybody to do well. I want basketball to be really good here in Kentuckiana, but it's unbelievable how uninspired and really tough of a team they are to watch play. Just not a lot of team ball, a lot of one-on-one stuff, and it's hard to see as they remain winless this season, uh, who they might beat. I think they have Florida A&M coming up on their schedule, but they've got other tough games, including three or four games away, Kentucky. And uh, so tough, tough situation for Louisville here in the opening year for Kenny Payne. Last night, Syracuse, a very convincing win. They look really good. I think they can join Indiana and Purdue in the upper echelon of the Big Ten Conference. They had a 73-44 crushing win over Syracuse. Wake Forest and Wisconsin, probably the best game of the night, one of the best games of the night, I should say. They were a three-point winner, 78-75 over Wisconsin. Iowa got past Georgia Tech fairly easily. And number three, Virginia, the uh, Cavaliers, and uh, up to number three in the country, a 70-68 winner over Michigan. So some good games last night. The Clemson-Penn State game was great, double overtime. The uh, Virginia-Michigan game was good as well. Wake Forest-Wisconsin close. But I'll tell you what, last night, uh, really not a great night for the Big Ten after they started off 0-2 in the challenge on Monday. Uh, The Big Ten picked up wins with Maryland and Illinois and Iowa last night. But the ACC currently leads the season, the series, I should say, five wins to three losses. And uh, tonight, of course, uh, the Indiana-North Carolina game I think is the headline game of the whole deal, but also I think Ohio State, number 25 against Duke, number 17. That will be a really good one also tonight, I think, as well. Uh, So some great games. Rutgers at Miami. Um, Other games of interest, Boston College at Nebraska. There's a few others tonight, but uh, those are some of the big ones as the last ever ACC Big Ten Challenge will close out tonight in college basketball and, of course, uh, won't return with all the changes with TV situations and uh, also conference alignment. That is something that uh, will not be back. It's been great for college basketball. Let's hope we get more of that as things get resituated. Maybe a Big Ten SEC challenge should be on the horizon if some television network or a promoter could put that together. I think that would make a lot of sense as far as getting what looked like to be the two major conferences, the power conferences of the future together. But uh, definitely some good games tonight, so make sure you enjoy what should be a very fun night of college hoops this evening. High school basketball last night. Floyd Central got off to a good start. Uh, The first game under Coach Walters goes to the Highlanders by a big margin, 64-21. to Floyd Central led 32-11 to at halftime and then outscored Meade County 22-6 in the third period. A very solid all-around performance for the Highlanders last night. Uh, Caleb Washington, who you would expect to do so, led Floyd with 13 points. Brock Conrad had 10, but a very balanced attack for this Floyd Central team. And Meade County, I don't think very good this season, but 
it's going to be interesting. We'll find out a lot more about Floyd Central in Game 2 because they are off until they play New Albany coming up a week from this Friday night. So that will be the first challenge. That rivalry game is always so very fun. But that will be a very, very fun game coming up for the Highlanders and the Bulldogs a week from Friday night. It's just around the corner. Also last night, Silver Creek in Charlestown uh, in a Mid-Southern Conference early season battle. The uh, Dragons, a winner, 82-55 in that contest last night. Uh, They were led by Caden Oliver. He had 23 points. Very balanced attack for uh, Silver Creek as well. I counted, I think, four players in double figures and one player with nine points for Silver Creek, who uh, Charlestown challenged early, but uh, really pulled away in the second half and in the final period to put some real, real space between Silver Creek and Charlestown, 82-55, that final score. So a handful of games last night in the area. More high school basketball coming up tonight with Jeff and Doss. That game set for 7.30 at Johnson Arena in Jeffersonville. And then some interesting games this weekend as well. Uh, Jeff uh, takes on Evansville North. New Albany goes to Evansville Harrison. A number of other interesting early season games as well. Probably the highlight of the weekend locally, great event up at Charlestown, the Body Armor Classic. There are, I think, four or five games there this Saturday that involve some local teams, but a lot of -of out-of-town teams, including Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and other places. It's going to be a real showcase of talent from really the Midwest at Charlestown coming up on Saturday. So if you're looking for uh, wall-to-wall basketball, Charlestown should be your destination coming up on Saturday. One other note to mention here in this opening segment, we always keep, at least I do, a close eye on Bellarmine. Last night, Kentucky defeated Bellarmine. I think 60-41 was the final score. But how about the Knights? They had it tied at halftime at 21 apiece. Coach Calipari, I caught some of his post-game show last night on the radio. He had really, really kind things to say about Coach Davenport and the Bellarmine Knights and just how they play the game of basketball. They cut hard. They play defense hard. uh, They share the basketball. They are just really a clinic in many ways if you're looking to study the game about how it should be played. And now for Kentucky, I should mention, they've got a big game in uh, against Michigan coming up in London on Sunday. I'd forgotten about that as well. So uh, that'll be a real challenge for the Big Ten and Michigan to see after the narrow loss to Virginia, Virginia last night if they can bounce back with a win over in England, and uh, that should be a good game. I've been impressed with Michigan State, impressed with Illinois. Obviously, we've talked some this week about Purdue. Uh, Maryland last night, it's hard to judge against the uh, Cardinals, but I think they can be very good. So the Big Ten Conference, I think it's going to be, when it's all said and done, really good, and it's going to have a number of teams. I'm not ready to make a prediction on how many could make the NCAA tournament, but I think if there was any question if the conference was going to be down or not its normal self. I think here in the first few weeks of the season and some of these big non-conference opportunities, we're finding out that the Big Ten, once again, is going to be one of the top, if not the top, conference in college basketball once again this year. I I know we all love watching Indiana games. Uh, I'm a basketball guy through and through, but to me there's nothing better generally than uh, uh, 
Big Ten basketball when it comes to college basketball as well. All right, we will uh, head to a commercial break. When we come back, we will have Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star with us. We'll preview the North Carolina-Indiana contest, 9-15 tonight. Don Fisher on the call, pregame coverage at 8-15 here on the Big X. Still ahead as well, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. We'll talk high school basketball later in the program. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Wednesday program. Somebody sent along Sean East, former New Albany standout, had 17 points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, Missouri, an 84, excuse me, 88-84 overtime winner last night over Wichita State. Sean has had a really nice start to the season. Uh, Texter said, uh, wish he was at Louisville this season. Well, he would have made a lot of sense playing for the Cardinals. I think now that we have seen what we've seen from Kenny Payne's squad here in the first year. Dustin Dopirak of the uh, Indianapolis Star is with me. Dustin covers the Pacers for the Star, but also kind enough to join us on IU stuff as well. And Dustin, we've talked about this game for weeks. You and I had a conversation uh, just after the game was announced back in the offseason, Indiana and North Carolina. And finally, this big challenge for Indiana at home tonight has arrived. And I tell you, everybody is on the edge of their seats and ready for 915 to see what this Hoosier team can do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously, this is, this is the big test. This is what everybody was waiting for. Um, you know, a, a little unfortunate uh, as far as build-up for the game that uh, North Carolina managed to drop to uh, out in Portland. That takes a little bit of the shine off um, in terms of you know just in terms of what each team is ranked. I think Indiana is where you would have expected them to be, having not you know uh, having had one major important game you know against Xavier and having won that. IU is where you expect, but you thought North Carolina was going to be a top five team at this point and probably number one. Uh, but those losses to Iowa State and Alabama obviously take a little bit of a shine on that, but it's still North Carolina. Uh, it's still a team that's coming off of the national championship, uh, you know, uh, playing in the national championship game uh, and keeping most most of those, you know, at least the most important players, Caleb Love, Armando Baycott, and R.J. Davis. So, uh, yeah, big one tonight, expecting Assembly Hall just to be nuts. Uh, basically, and that's going to be that's going to be you know, it, that's going to be fun just of itself. I mean, like we'll just when you walk in the building even before that game starts, uh, that feeling is going to be a big deal. Um, just the, the, the sense of having a major, important non-conference game at Assembly Hall is going to be really really cool. Yeah, for sure. Now we know for sure, as well as you mentioned, TJD and also Baycott both uh, going to play tonight. I still think it remains to be seen based on what. We saw Baycott get banged up there, some of that Alabama game. I think it remains to be seen what type of load, what type of minutes, and what he's going to be able to do when he is in there for North Carolina. Yeah, and no, I mean, obviously the, the issue with, with, with minutes is they don't have a lot of depth behind him. I mean, there's, there's, you know, I guess you throw Pete Nance 
at the five. Uh, I think I guess that's your best option is that you're, you're having just a grown man and Pete. Um, but you know they don't they don't play very deep at all. I mean you're really looking at this roster. I mean they they play eight deep right now. There's you know a, a lot of teams at least. Uh, throw out bigger rotations earlier on in the season when you're beating some of these smaller teams just to get guys some minutes, and they really haven't done that. Um, you know, there's only a couple handful of guys um, that have got, like passed their rotation of eight that have gotten any kind of work at all, um, and I imagine that'll go away now that Puff Johnson's back healthy. Um, so I don't know if you don't play Baycott, I don't know who you play, uh, but uh, it, or if you have to give a break. I mean, I, I, again, I guess it's Pete Nance. Um, but all the same, I mean, it, it, yeah, there's, there's a chance they could be, could be not as effective uh, as you want. But he's, you know, just, just the way he plays the game anyway, um, he's, he's going to be rough and rugged. I mean, like, if he's on the, if he's on the floor, you know, he, he, he's going to be tough to push around. Um, so that, I think, is what it comes down to. There's, you know, he, he might be a little bit less effective, but, you know, you kind of still know what you get from Mondo Baker at this point. Yeah, no question. Talking with Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star, uh, Dustin, this is a big game, and I know that it's obvious. And you mentioned that Indiana and North Carolina, if Carolina was number one, would be even more meaningful. But the interest is still there. This is still clearly the biggest game of the season, I think, so far. The home environment is going to be, I think, unreal for Indiana tonight. But with all that said, it's an important game thinking about the NCAA tournament. And it sounds crazy I think sometimes talking about this kind of stuff in late November, but Indiana already with one really good win against Xavier, a win tonight against North Carolina, I think has Indiana really on track at this very early part of the season with two big non-conference wins if they can get it done tonight. Yeah, no, certainly. I mean, November and December matters for the tournament because at the end of the day, that's where you're comparing. Um, you know, because the rest of the year you're beating up on each other uh, in the league, and so you know, obviously you're you're vying for position within your conference. Uh, but then when they have to shake it all out and say, okay, well, who belongs here? How many uh, bids does this conference get? And where do you line up? Uh, you know, these teams you know, in terms of who won this league and who won that league. Um, you know, when you're shaking it out, you know, you have to go back to November and December because that's the last time they played each other. Um, so. You know, these these are the games that, that that really do matter. You know, when it comes to tournament positioning, you know where you're going to see these guys, and, and I presume obviously this both of these teams will be safely, uh, comfortably in. Um, you know, by that point, but you no, know, certainly if, they, if they're able to, to get this one, um, it it puts them in in a really really good spot. You know, just uh, I, I think obviously we could tell from the beginning the better they do in this uh, these three game you know non conference stretch. Uh, between Carolina, Arizona, uh, and Kansas, you know, really tells you just how high they can be. I mean, if they run the table, uh, you know, you're looking at a, you know, top two, three seed, uh, basically, and depending on what they do in the league. Obviously, again, a, a little different there. Uh, I think North Carolina and Kansas are both a little bit, you know, Kansas a little bit, you know, North Carolina, I guess, significantly uh, less than we expect them to be. But I think Arizona is better um, than, than I think we, we realized they were going to be. That, that's, they, that was really impressive, uh, what they did in Maui. Um, so, you know, these, these games really matter. And I guess with, with like, however high Indiana is going to end up, uh, is, you know, you're going to look back at the stretch and say, you know, that that really explains why they are where they are, uh, you know, when March comes around. Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis star, my guest, you know, a little more on North Carolina. They started as preseason number one. They dropped 17 spots in the most recent poll, the losses to Iowa state and Alabama, I don't want to say we're a huge surprise because I think maybe it was even you a week or so ago that mentioned you know North Carolina was winning its non-conference games, but they 
hadn't been putting people away and they hadn't been playing you know exceptional for a number one team early in the season so did you get a chance to see any of those losses over Thanksgiving break and if so what are some of the struggles that maybe have taken this number one team down a notch or two yeah, I didn't get to watch much just because they were playing alongside the Pacers. Basically, I think both of those games. Uh, I think uh, I, I caught a little of Iowa State. Uh, I'll tell you, Tyrese Halliburton was really excited about that. Uh, out, out in <laughs> I think, what was the twenty fifth? I think twenty fifth was Wednesday because it was. Yeah, I, that that sounds right. Or no, I'm sorry, I don't remember what day it is. That was Friday night, so they were getting ready to play Brooklyn, and uh, I remember Tyrese came in and they had the game on, and Tyrese was pretty jacked about the fact that Iowa was up on. Iowa State was up on Carolina, uh, so that they they had a big win that night, beating Brooklyn, and uh, you know, he was even more excited about that. So he showed up Sunday, wearing Sunday in Los Angeles, wearing his uh, his Iowa State Letterman jacket. Um, but you know, I, I think obviously you saw that Iowa State's not that bad, um, and uh, but I mean, you know, I think you, you look at these overall stats. I mean, you know, we we, we always talk about how Indiana shoots. Carolina does not shoot well, man. Thirty eight point eight percent from three. Uh, you know, none, none of their guys have have good looking numbers uh, from from outside. I mean, Caleb Love is a guy that you know you can still can hit it. Uh, he's shooting twenty four point five percent from three. R.J. Davis is a guy that we know know can hit threes. He's ten of thirty six. Uh, so that starts with those two guards, um, who are you know again have really good pedigrees. We've seen play really well. Two guys in Indiana uh, was very interested in his recruits. So I remember watching them uh, really the Nike event. Uh, you know, got several years. You know, I, Pre-pandemic feels like a different lifetime ago, but uh, the two guys I remember watching because Indiana had some interest in them. Uh, they can really score the basketball, and they're not shooting the ball particularly well. Uh, it's certainly not from three. They're both sub thirty percent from three, and they're not great from the field either. Uh, Davis is under forty percent from the floor. Uh, Love is at forty-two percent. So I mean, they they go as those guards go. Uh, you know, those guys really drive them, and uh, they're not shooting the ball particularly well. You need to see. You know, you saw really good performances, especially from Love. In the tournament, that's why these guys are ranked where they were. Uh, so you need, you know, if you're North Carolina, you need much more efficient uh, play from those two guys. Uh, and so you're basically, like, w- when you get past them as far as backcourt is concerned, your next guy is the, the freshman, Seth Trimble. He's only playing 11.1 minutes a game, uh, and they're not using him a whole lot. So really, those two guys really need to perform well uh, for Carolina to have a chance. Uh, so I think that's that, I think, is a big issue that, that they haven't. Uh, they haven't shot the ball that well, and they, they didn't shoot the ball particularly well in that in, in those two games. They only scored sixty-five points against Iowa State. Uh, you know, Alabama. It, you know that that game was wild, uh, but it was not pretty uh, from from what I could sense. And I, that was during the Clippers game, so I just saw um, you know like box scores. And I, I, I caught I don't know a little bit as far as highlights was concerned, um, but uh, everything that I, that I saw was just that it's ugly basketball. Um, you know, I mean, Caleb Love scores thirty-four points, but on thirty-six shots. So, you know, and Davis had 19, but he was 8 of 24. Uh, you guys putting up a lot. They're, you know, they hit seven three-pointers in four overtimes. Um, so that tells you a little bit about uh, how they're going to be. Obviously, they're going to rebound it really well, uh, especially with Baycott. I think, you know, Nance, obviously, you, who, who, you know, we, we've all seen for several years at Northwestern, you know, that, that kind of inside-outside threat he could be. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's not the most dominant guy. It's not like Nance has been blowing, you know, Indiana off the line for so many years. He's a nice player. He was an important addition, somebody they had to get after they lost Brady Manick. But, like, you know, like, he's like he's not, like, one of the top, you know, power forward playmaker guys uh, in the country. He's a, he's a good one, um, but we've seen better. Um, so I, I think 
you're ultimately looking at this group, and, and, and when those guards aren't performing particularly well, um, you know, then their you know, ceiling uh, decreases you know, dramatically. Talking with Dustin Dopirak, he's the Pacers beat writer for the Indianapolis Star, joins us Wednesdays. We talk a lot of IU basketball and football. I've got to bring this up, Dustin. Bob Knight in the house on the eve of this game tonight uh, to take in practice, and you want to talk about creating uh, all the feels for IU fans. I saw the social media photos that IU basketball tweeted out yesterday of Coach Knight with his uh, leg crossed taking in practice, kind of lets you know that uh, it's a big game. Coach Woodson pulling out all the stops, bringing in the legend to uh, watch practice and apparently had a couple things to say to the team, I guess, afterwards as well. So pretty neat and sets the tone, I think, for tonight. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's a fun little secret weapon that Mike Woodson has uh, to, you know, that he can obviously inspire these guys. And I think obviously these guys have a sense. Uh, of who he is, and it's still, you know, obviously nice for Indiana that, that they can do this now. Um, that that, you know, that it, with with Woodson back, with an alum alum back who played for IU, you know, these are the things that are now possible. Obviously, a, a lot of work went into um, just sort of uh, unfreezing that relationship, if you will, um, and obviously bringing in a guy who played for them and it was one of, you know, by all accounts. Uh, Bob Knight's favorite players to be the coach now obviously allows for that possibility. It, it does seem like every time uh, that he he does come out, and obviously you, you imagine that he doesn't have it, you know, sort of everything to say uh, in, in in you know the way that he used to. It, it does seem like he really does a good job of. Uh, the, the, there's always one quote that seems to come out whenever Knight's at practice um, that uh, seems to resonate. I guess he said, you, you, "You know, you didn't come here to play; you came here to win." Um, you know, just sort of stressing that these aren't games that Indiana just can't just just expects to be in and you know have and isn't it cool that North Carolina is in your building? Um, you know, like these are games that Indiana has to expect to win. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm sure that resonated. You know, I'm sure that mattered to those guys. And I think it's really cool that you know the the, the way they seem to be um, you know approaching this. Obviously, I think Trace Jackson Davis coming out and saying. I'm playing, put it out there, you know, you would have to, you know, I'd have to be on a stretcher to not play in this game, uh, was, I think, you know, pretty, uh, you know, it, it, inspiring in its own way as well as a simple thing to say, but, you know, uh, Trace just being, I, I, I think, really adamant uh, and sort of making the point of sort of using the media and saying, like, I want everybody to know that I plan on playing this game and, I, I you know, this one matters to me and I, I don't care how much my back hurts. I'm going to, you know, do everything I have to do. It was kind of, was kind of cool, too. You could just, you get a sense, obviously, Needless to say, Indiana has circled this um, for some time, and you know they're aware of what this game means. Uh, they're aware of how they're going to be judged based on this one, and you know this is the one of the three that they get to play at their house. Um, so they they know this is this this one is you know I hate to say the word ripe for the taking, but um, you know it, it is a big opportunity for them, and they know it. It's amazing. I know it's at home for Indiana, but they're now four and a half, five, five and a half point favorite depending on which uh, betting site you look at uh, with North Carolina's slide and Indiana's home game they're the favorite in this thing tonight yeah I mean it doesn't surprise I mean, you know it, it, it doesn't again it just doesn't surprise me the way I, North Carolina's played uh, you know I mean, obviously they, they've just come back to the pack um, you ha- you know obviously like it, it, I understand why they were preseason number one I would have put the preseason number one I definitely was one of those people like when they when they all those guys decided to stay like, well, you have to make North Carolina national favorites. I mean, how do you not? They just played the national championship game. They were playing phenomenally well uh, around the tournament. You know, they, they've got you know a, a big man you can depend on. They've got two really talented guards you can depend on. 
Um, but, you know, they just haven't played at that level. Um, and, and now the issue is you, you never know if they could just find it, you know, one night at Assembly Hall. It's possible. Uh, they could go in there, be just annoyed about the fact that they're not favorites, and uh, be bothered by what happened in Portland, and say, "All right, we're you know we're, we're hitting this different level now. We've, we've had it before; we can do it again." Um, you know, again, like Love and Davis are really, really talented. Um, you know, they're extremely talented guys, and you know, they they could find uh, you know they could find a groove, and they could can uh, you know at the very least neutralize Jack Davis. Uh, you know, those those guys can at least even out. You know, and so it, it comes down to Indiana's guard play. They're going to need you know Xavier Johnson, Jalen Huchifino to play at at at, at, a, at least match Eleven Davis. And uh, if if they don't if they don't win that battle, they need guys like Miller Cop and, and Grace Thompson and Jordan Geronimo and Tamar Bates and all those guys to play above. Uh, you know, North Carolina's depth and North Carolina doesn't have a ton of, ton, ton of depth, but the guys they put out there are pretty good. Um, so you know, like it, it's. It's not shocking. Uh, again, after Carolina loses a couple games in Indiana, it just did, basically just Indiana didn't have a Thanksgiving tournament. Um, so, you know, obviously they were, they've been in a different position, but they do obviously have that win in the Gavit. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean it, it's it's not it's not shocking, but like it, it, you know, like I would make the Indiana the favorite for this game. You know, giving them home, home court advantage, uh, but Carolina still has those guys. So, so you know, Indiana still has their work cut out for them. Absolutely. All right, uh, I'm up against the commercial break, but I do want to ask you about Connor Bazelak. He announced yesterday he's going to enter the transfer portal after one year at Indiana. He'll be a graduate uh, player, a graduate student next year uh, for another year of college football, wherever he may choose to go. Uh, your thoughts on his departure, is that a surprise? Or given how things played out with Williams coming in and becoming the key guy until his injury in the Purdue game is, is that maybe expected? Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to compete every single year. And once somebody is, is put in front of you, um, you know, like, you know, quarterbacks just obviously have a sense at this point that they got to move. And that's, that is how it is. I mean, it's the one position where you're kind of trapped. Um, and you know, like if you're a point guard, you know, you, you can play minutes next to the other guy, you know, like there are things that can make, uh, that, that you can make work to get you on the field. Um, you know, you, you, if you got two guys that are really good at any one position, at just about any sport, you can find a place to play them. You know, like you got a great shortstop, you can put the other guy at second base. You got a great, great center fielder, you can put the other guy in left. You know, like you got a great quarterback, there's no one else where else in the field you can put him. You know, like every once in a while, you get a great talented athlete like a Donald McCullough that you can move to wide receiver, uh, but you can't move Connor Bay's left to wide receiver. Uh, you know, like that—that's not an option. It's just one of those, one of those positions where the, the you know, the only the skill set only works for that spot. You can flip a wide receiver to DB. You can flip a running back to wide receiver. You can move an offensive lineman somewhere else on the line. You can move a linebacker to safety, a safety to linebacker. You know, like you can find a way to get anybody else on the field uh, if you've got somebody else in front of them. There is some spot, something that you can make happen. If a court, you know, if 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 like. You know, again, like unless your quarterback is a great running back, a wide receiver, there's nothing else you could do for him. So, you know, if Connor Bates like wants to play, um, you know, I, I could see why he thinks he's got to move. Now, the tough situation is, is you don't know what, what you know situation Dexter Williams is going to be in. I mean, we we haven't heard yet. I bet you know, obviously, with there not being any games, uh, Indiana's not rushing to put out an injury report on where Dexter stands. 
Um, and you know, if that knee is going to be you know major trouble next year, but if, and if you're Connor Bazelak, you know maybe you don't even care um, because it's like okay, like this guy was ahead of me. If you're going to you know if, if if you already thought he was ahead of me now, you're going to think he's ahead of me next year when he comes back from his injury. Um, and on top of that, you're probably going to look for somebody else to play in front of me. So you know I'm going to go someplace else where I think I'm going to play. Who you know thinks I'm better than you guys do. So. Um, it's it, it, a tough break, obviously, for Connor, um, and it obviously was playing really well, uh, or at least pretty well at the beginning of the year. It just uh, you know losing Camper as a wide receiver as a, as a major target was was a huge issue for him because I mean he just didn't really have too many guys he could rely on after that. I mean, Emory Simmons made some plays, but that was all. Um, and when he didn't have wide receivers getting separation, he wasn't uh, as accurate, I guess, as he needed to be. But just no, nobody was making plays for him. Um, above what they were thrown, and uh, you know that kind of put him in a tough spot. And so, you know, I think he'd be an effective quarterback back someplace else. But, you know, I mean, I think Indiana is better off uh, if Williams wins the job. If you have a healthy Dexter Williams, I think they'll they'll, they'll be in okay shape at quarterback. Uh, but the problem is, you don't know how long Dexter's going to be out. And if he's out for the spring, then your first string quarterback in spring practice is Brennan Sorsby. And you know, I'm guessing, um, I guess his name Brock Lynch. I think um, I think that's his last name. The, the Actually, no, it's not. Um, the I, I remember his first name is Brock, and now I'm blanking on his last name. But he's coming in, and I, I'm guessing he'll try to come in in spring. And maybe you have two guys there, but they'll both be puppies. Um, so that's going to make it hard, I think, for Indiana to really make a lot of progress in spring, and they really need to make a lot of progress. Um, so it's a tough break for IU just to not have a lot of depth at that position. You know, uh, several years. You know, last year, this past spring was kind of the first one they've had in a while where everybody was healthy. So they're going to go back into a situation where their offense. Uh, they're going to have to, you know, find a way to um, improve their offense over the spring with without. Uh, again, if, if Dexter's out, I think there's a good chance of that being the case. Um, then it's going to be hard for them to kind of, you know, just wrap that offense around somebody uh, and, and try to make progress with it uh, over the spring if they don't have a lot of quarterback depth. All right, good stuff, Dustin Dopierak. Enjoy the game this evening and uh, appreciate the chat today. Absolutely, thanks for having me. All right, Dustin Dopierak with us here on this. Wednesday game day edition of the program. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune on high school basketball and local sports. Plenty of that going on right now. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Wednesday edition of the program. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is my guest. Josh, I know we want to spend some time on local sports, but you got to give me a prediction here on this game day for Indiana hosting North Carolina tonight. <laughs> the big game of the day, huh? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know much about either team, to be honest with you. I mean, I know what they have back and stuff from last year, but I haven't. Haven't had a chance to watch them much so far this year, but uh, uh, I guess uh, North Carolina is coming off a four-overtime loss against Arkansas, and another loss. So uh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to take the Tar Heels in a, in a close one, maybe uh, maybe three or five points, something like that. Okay, got it. Uh, it should be a good one tonight. 
in Bloomington. High school basketball, Josh, is rolling. Some big games last week over the holiday weekend. Your takeaways very early from what you've been able to see and take a look at scores and box scores and figure out so far, what uh, what are your thoughts on the area this year? Yeah, on the on the boys' side, uh, you know, New Albany's 2-0 start is, uh, is, is good, you know, maybe very good considering they don't have, uh, you know, two, two starters uh, in the first two games. So, you know, um, beating Clarksville and then uh, beating Bloomington South, uh, two, two big victories for, uh, for Jim Shannon to start off his last season. So that's, uh, that's great for him and the Bulldogs. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I was, I, I didn't see Silver Creek last night, but was definitely impressed by the score uh, of their victory over, uh, uh, Charlestown and Silver Creek's, you know, off to, off to two and start as well. So I, I'm, I'm, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm impressed by both those starts. You know, obviously, uh, two two pretty good coaches, two uh, two coaches with state championships there, and uh, Jim Shannon, and Brandon Hoffman. So, uh, you know, obviously, you can never uh, never count those guys out. But uh, you know, some some solid starts by both teams, and then uh, uh, you know, there's. There's some other uh, solid starts around the around the area, but those are those are the two that really kind of stand out to me so far. Absolutely, talking with Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, a Jeff Doss game on this Wednesday night tonight. So more basketball this this evening. Some big games coming up at Charlestown on Saturday. But before we get to any of that, Floyd Central last night opened the season. I understand. Talked to a couple people that were at the game. Meade County a little down this season. So I feel like hard to probably get an accurate read. Floyd Central just blew away their opponent last night. But Floyd with Caleb Washington and some other players that maybe aren't as well-known but are stepping into bigger roles this season, I think they could be someone to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Great start for uh, Coach Walters and the Highlanders last night. I was there for uh, for, for a couple of quarters of that game. And, and yeah, Meade County um, it may be a little bit down Um but, you know, solid start for Floyd, uh, you know, Caleb Washington, and uh, uh, obviously the way for that team, but then they've got some, some solid pieces around them. Uh, you know, Tevi Ali was one of their rotation guys from last year. He's back, and then, um, you know, they've got a, uh, Brock, Brock Connor as a big sophomore, uh, you know, him in the middle guy, and he'll, he'll bang around. So that's, you know, they can obviously – uh, use some big guys after what they've lost at graduation last year in the last couple of years. And then, uh, you know, they've got the great, uh, the great leaper in, in Caden Stewart. Uh, <laughs> I love this was last night was, was, uh, missed the first half of last night's game. Cause he was in the, uh, in the, um, production that they had at school with, uh, with the bells and uh, he was playing piano apparently. And so that's, that's says a lot about that kid. And then, he uh, came in the second half and, and had, uh, you know, slammed home an alley-oop. So uh, that kid's got some great athletic ability, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what the Highlanders do. Obviously, you know, only one game and against uh, um, maybe not a great Mead County team, but they, uh, you know, they've got a little time here before playing New Albany uh, next Friday night. So um, that's uh, that you know that'll shape up to be a very interesting game. Obviously, I don't think that uh, Justin Carter will be back for for the Bulldogs, but but still, uh, uh, you know that that'll always be a uh, a tight game. And uh, what 
Coach Sturgeon, when Coach Sturgeon was there, was the first one to 40, usually one, I think. So, <laughs> you know, that'll, that'll be an interesting game uh, next Friday night, that's for sure. Kind of interesting, Floyd Central opened with Meade County last night, and their next game, game two of the season, is New Albany. Not a lot of wiggle room there to get ready and prep for such a big rivalry game mm-hmm. for the Highlanders, especially Coach Walters, his first go-around with this big deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they tried to schedule a game uh, you know, in between there and just couldn't work anything out. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> you get uh, you, you get don't have you know one game under your belt going into that game, but you know uh, on on the other side you get you know more than a week to prepare for it. So I don't know which 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 is better. I guess we'll find out uh, you know in, in a week and a week and a half. Absolutely. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. You can read a lot about what we're talking about, all these subjects, uh, in the daily print edition of the paper and online at newsandtribune.com slash sports. Josh, uh, thanks for the quick chat today. We'll continue to keep up with you as basketball season rolls along, and I know that you'll be at multiple games this weekend, so we'll get your full rundown next week. All right. Sounds good, Matt. Thanks so much, and have a great day. All right, you as well. Josh Cook with us on Wednesdays. And that's going to wrap things up for this Wednesday edition of our program. Indiana and North Carolina, part of the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Can the Big Ten make a little bit of a comeback tonight and uh, even things up and perhaps take the lead in the series? They've got some work cut out for them, and Indiana will need a victory, I think, over North Carolina definitely to make that possible. But big one tonight, 9-15 tip-off, 8-15 pregame with Don Fisher. Lock in with us here on the Big X, and I'll be back with you Thursday to break it all down. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.